Welcome to the Fiat Ministry Show, episode uh, uh, 160. Uh, Welcome everybody to the show tonight. Uh, Great guest tonight. Uh, He's actually a local. Um, We're kind of in the same area uh, in the cat. I mean, Ohio, <laughs> and uh, he's down in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I'm up near the lake, and uh, so we're nearby, and he's uh, really, uh, it's just been really exciting to get to know him. Tony Ignacy uh, is a uh, Hall of Fame radio host. Uh, uh, he's on uh, Living Bread Radio uh, down in Canton. Uh, there's actually a banquet that's going on this upcoming week uh with uh on their uh youtube channel that we're helping out and we're really excited to be part of that too um i I just want to you know make sure everybody subscribe to our uh youtube channel like us on facebook uh we're really excited about uh a a video that uh is really taking uh some shape um from four years ago and uh, uh, he, he's now blessed uh, Carlo Acutis, um, uh, Missy DeConti, uh, and uh, we uh, did an interview about uh, four years ago. And uh, it's uh, check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, a lot of people are really excited about that just because he's kind of the 21st century uh, uh saint and um we're we're kind of in the sense that um taking that initiative to share what we've been doing for about 10 years and you know he's sharing the eucharist miracles and uh and just everything that he used on his website but uh uh, I, I just want to, you know, start in prayer and then bring on Tony and uh, we'll uh, just uh, hopefully uh, just everything with the technology. Uh, I'm doing some new stuff uh, with the new camera and getting everything set up. So hopefully everything's turning out uh, uh, well on the video side. We're trying to improve always. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, Fiat's always trying to get, uh, uh, you know, into that quality uh, production. So in the name Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for this evening. Thank you for Tony, his uh, just his family. Uh, bless this evening as we talk um, just about how uh, you know to evangelize and and to use you know stories uh, to share in everyday um, uh, miracles and just. Uh, amazing uh situations in life uh thank you for everyone that will be watching alive in their own time and just give us the uh, uh the words that you want us to share to tonight uh, in your name we pray in the name of father son holy spirit man uh further ado i will have tony come on the show Tony, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, and it's great to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I know we've been really working on getting you on, and it's been really a pleasure to get to know you and doing some of the storyteller, uh, you know, behind the scenes, helping you out with that, and to have it on the Fiat Ministry uh, Network. Uh, and uh, just thank you for allowing us to do that, first off. Um 
like I asked all my uh, guests, uh, their fiat uh, or fiat. Uh, moments. Uh, if you want to share a couple of the highlight fiat moments that have happened in your life, uh, that would be great. And uh, it's just one thing that I, I want to say is uh, Tony is a great storyteller. Uh, after wa- watching, <laughs> all, you know, just and getting to know him these past, you know, couple months of, you know, doing the shows and talking to him about other ideas of planning down the in, in the future he, he's great with stories and that i mean of, of course you, you're you're going to share a little bit about some of the books that that have a lot of great stories but uh just thank you for being just such a wonderful uh storyteller and you know to share uh what you've gone through in your life so thank you for that off uh, you're more than welcome it's my pleasure and you know ha- having the storytellers radio program which we've done for a couple of years now be e- expanded into a video version on uh, the fiat ministry network has been really a blessing for us as well so i'm just very excited that we've had the opportunity uh to um, put the uh the storytellers program on the fiat network and we're getting some great response from people about it and it's very, very exciting. You know, Kent, uh, I uh, I grew up uh, in a very small parish in Youngstown, Ohio, and my mom was a devout Catholic, and my dad was an Italian Methodist, which, hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people kind of, kind of can't put Italian and Methodist together in the same sentence because hmm. you figure most Italians are Catholic, but he was Italian and Methodist, and there was a small Italian Methodist church that he went to. You know, when my mom and dad got married, that was called a mixed marriage, you know, a Protestant and a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And they agreed that we, my sister and I, would, uh, as we would have kids, that we would be raised Catholic. And my dad took that uh, very, very seriously, that he made that uh, promise to my mom that we would be raised Catholic. So I grew up in a, a very small Catholic church. I was an altar boy till I was 22 years old, and there wasn't enough young guys to replace me. And finally, you know, we did that. And, uh, you know, so I, uh, I had a pretty uh, solid uh, upbringing. This was, uh, you know, still uh, pre-Vatican II and the Baltimore Catechism that we memorized and so forth. So had a pretty good upbringing. And like most uh, young people, when I uh, graduated from high school and when I went off and on to college and working and so forth, you know, my faith kind of slipped a little bit. Um, and uh, it was a cursio uh, that brought me back really strongly to the faith. Now, you know, the Curcio movement has been around since uh, the mid-70s, and um, um, I made a Curcio uh, weekend kind of uh, <laughs> by uh, by accident. The, a bunch of my buddies invited me to go to a gym in uh, Warren, Ohio, and play basketball all weekend, which I thought was a great idea. What I found out when I got there, that the gym was turned into a uh, a Curcio facility, or a facility where they would hold the Curcio, and uh, but it was a wonderful weekend, and part of Curcio uh, talks about the fourth day, which is after you make this three-day uh, retreat, uh, that the fourth day is the rest of your life. And so from the Curcio, I became uh, a, a little bit stronger in my faith. I started attending daily Mass. Uh, my wife made a Curcio uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. We had moved to Atlanta, and she made the first women's Curcio in the state of Georgia in Atlanta. 
and we made marriage encounter as well. And so all through all of our uh, life uh, uh, together as husband and wife, we've been involved in some sort of ministry. Back then, um, one of the uh, uh, outshoots from uh, Curcio was the search program, Search for Christian Maturity, which was a program for young adults. My wife and I weren't that much older than the than the kids in the program, which were a couple of last two years of high school, first part of college. We were in our uh, mid to late 20s, and we worked with that program in uh, Atlanta uh, and got it up and going uh, using a bunch of Baptist kids because there weren't enough Catholics at the time to even form a team. <laughs> and so that's what kind of brought me uh, into back into the faith when we uh, moved back to Ohio, back to our home state here to Ohio to be closer to family. Um, the you know, Curcio, which led way to the search program in Atlanta, uh, was a, you know, kind of a miraculous story that uh, that I could share with you. Well, uh, yeah, please uh, do. Uh, I think it's it's amazing that, you know, with everything that has, you know, you've gone through with, especially with your, your, your parents and, and hearing everything else, but that's a big opportunity to grow in the faith and, and hearing, I know there's stories about, you know, with your father and, and, and going, <laughs> I mean, it's a amazing Sundays that you, he did and all that. And, and, and there was just, but I, I if you want to, you know, continue on, uh, but I just want to, you know, really, you know, you know, show that as you know part of what i really uh respect on that is that family unity and having the parents kind of getting even with that kind of uh you know situation of different uh religions but mm -hmm. to building that foundation for you yeah my, my i wrote a, i wrote an art i wrote a story back about uh, 10 years ago called um uh, church my mom made me go and uh, yeah we would go to church uh, every Sunday we went to an off a lot of times during the week as well my mom was a devotee of the nine first Fridays for the Sacred Heart that she did and she was at the church all the time cleaning candlesticks uh, washing and, and pressing all of the vestments for the priest and so forth and uh, you know and I, I took part in that my dad uh, taught me faithfulness he taught me to be faithful and he made that promise to my mom that uh, that we would be raised catholic and as i said he took that very seriously and the story is every sunday uh he would bring my mom and my sister and i to mass at 8 30 in the morning and then while we were at mass he would drive cross town to saint dominic's and pick up the two dominican sisters who would teach our ccd our sunday school classes and then following that he would, uh, he, he would have brought my mom home. He would bring my sister and I and the two sisters back to St. Dominic's, drop them off, bring us home, and then he would go to his um, uh, Italian Methodist church uh, for, to uh, their church services on his own. He did that for many, many years uh, and, and, and for several years after, you know, I had graduated from high school and was it was long since gone from CCD and so forth. He taught me faithfulness. You know, if you if you can't be faithful in small things, how can you be expected to be faithful in larger things? So I had a I had a wonderful, uh, you know, upbringing, mom, dad and the kids kind of upbringing. 
And you know, Kent, the statistics today, there are 40 million kids growing up in the United States without a father, without a mm. father figure in their household. And that number is going to be more than 50% in just a generation or two. Wow. In the African-American community right now, you know, in 1950, 80% of African-American households had a father figure. And most of those men were uh, very religious, spiritual, uh, Baptist, uh, AME, and so forth. Now, almost 80% of all black households have no father figure in them and don't have that influence of a male figure in their lives. And and I, I think it's a shame. I'm, I'm working on a, a new book about that um, uh, called To Have a Father. And, uh, and we're talking, uh, you know, a lot about what we as Christians, what we as Roman Catholics can do uh, to help this, to help bring guys back to the faith, to take the biblical understanding of fatherhood seriously and to apply it in their lives. Well, that's kind of a part of the, you know, the upbringing that I had. And I, I mentioned the search program, you know, my wife and I got involved with it in Atlanta, Kent, and it was a big part of what we did. And, um, we had uh, kids that would come to our apartment and we would have mass on the dining room table. There was a young Irish priest who, quite, quite frankly, he was a missionary to the United States. Can you imagine that? We usually <laughs> think of missionaries as, as American priests going yeah. somewhere else, but it was just the opposite. Wow. You know, it was an Irish priest coming to uh, Roswell, Georgia. And, and we really enjoyed that. And when we left, I lost my job in Atlanta. And when we left and move back to Ohio, we really missed the whole uh, uh, search program. We missed the kids. We missed being involved and so forth. And for the first month we lived uh, in the Akron area, we were staying at uh, the Holiday Inn and trying to find a place to live. And um, one day I came down to go to work and in the uh, windshield uh, wiper uh, blade of my car was a letter and it was from a couple in Richfield, Ohio. And it said, we've seen your car in the parking lot at the hotel for the last three or four weeks. And we figured the walls would be closing in. Would you like to come to our house uh, for drinks some night? So <laughs> my wife and I agreed to do that. And we uh, did that. They had spotted our marriage encounter sticker on the back of our uh, little car at the time, our little Honda. And uh, they were involved with marriage encounters. So it made sense. So we uh, began the conversation and they asked us, what um what we were involved with in atlanta we told them we were involved in the search program and missed it very much and the woman said we've been looking for a couple to take over the search program in summit county for about six months and it was a couple of days later that we were appointed the search couple for uh the diocese in in summit county um the part of the cleveland diocese at the time at the time uh, uh, kind of the southern branch of the diocese and we did the search program for a number of years till our uh, till our first son uh, uh, was born and and uh, mm -hmm. and became a little too much to to juggle both but they had been praying for someone to take the program so we didn't even have a place to live yet and the lord had already plugged us back in to that ministry that we miss so much well that's i i think that's one thing it's so great to hear you know um the, the ministry in any way is so powerful and to have that connection that you are doing um is sometimes we need to figure out you know i 
with this, you know, technology and, and everything that we're doing here, it's, it's wonderful to see, uh, you know, something come out of what we're doing. We might not hear about it and, and, and see anything and, you know, working with the dot in any aspect of the diocese of any diocese is such an honor to be part of that because you're, you know, really, you know, in, in you know, it's such a larger group uh, your your community and you're working together in that sense um and and to be coming back and i mean I, I love this i mean i'm from pennsylvania and you know but ohio is such a wonderful area to you know i know you were just up by uh my neck of the woods uh not too long ago and i uh, wish we got together but um we'll, we'll make pat i mean there's always the, the wineries and all that and and great sure, stuff up sure. up by the uh um the lake um and uh, but i i think using any kind of um ministry work and i know it's probably it was hard probably at times and and trying to but it, you know i i think this is one of the things that i i've been really uh really excited about uh after doing this for you know almost 10 years is that you, you might not hear a thank you or but you sometimes you do but the ones that you don't hear from uh it's okay because hopefully you're touching someone's soul and, and, and that might yeah. be the same. And that might be the same thing in the diocese that you might not be touching or not even know who you're touching, but you might be touching that soul. And I know at Fiat is it's one soul at a time here. And, uh, I think, um, what with those that ministry work and and you know writing the books and and everything that you're going to i, I know you've been on a couple virtual conferences and and that is a you know a couple hundred you know or you know who knows how many people you get to in contact with what are there any kind of testimonies or people you know commenting and giving you that you know, that's, you know, thank you for that story. I, I was kind of going through that same situation or uh, thank you for just telling that because I, I, I'm, I'm rethinking what to do in, in, some, in a path of my faith journey. Um, is there some, a couple that highlight comments that you, sure. um, there, there are, and there are Ken, and you know, it, uh, I've been involved in jail ministry for 15 mm -hmm. years, and one of the things about jail ministry is you'll see uh, someone in the jail maybe once or twice or three times because they're not there. They can't be there more than more than two years at, at the most before they have to be assigned to a prison. Uh, so um, a lot of the guys we see, you can't really like do a Bible study because, you, you know, you'd get started in something and they're released and so forth. And so you get very little feedback as to what you're doing. And we always approach it by the fact that we are there just to plant seeds and, mm. and we let the Holy Spirit take it from there. But uh, every now and then our Lord gives us a glimpse of what effect we might be having. And uh, I, I, I uh, just over here to my left, if I can reach over. Yeah, this is a, a couple of letters I received from my a young man in prison and um uh he uh, he got a co uh, copies of my books and um was you know was reading the books and 
let me just share. Can I share with you? Yeah, a, sure. One paragraph. He said, uh, my, my family followed a well-known televangelist who I knew personally. And in the very last conversation I had with him, he told me that God was just about done with me. I've since learned how untrue that is, but I'd be lying if I didn't say it still comes to mind and affects him. This is where your book, A Grace-Filled Life, Volume 2, came into play. On page 50 and 51, you said, God will never give up on us. In his compassion and patience, he will, um, let me see if I find it, in his compassion and patience, he will wait for us and bless our searching. I'm sorry about that. I lost my place. Uh, it's all right. So he was affected by the book, and it began a conversation back and forth with him. We've shared a couple of letters back and forth. And in the last letter he sent me, he sent me the first chapter of his book uh, for me to read, written out in longhand, you know, uh, printed, <laughs> actually. And it's the first chapter of his book. And... Uh, he is uh, a remarkable young man who wants to get into ministry as he gets out. And I just think that's fantastic. So we do get occasionally a glimpse or I'll get yeah. a note from someone as to the effect of what they've done. You know, my second book, uh, my second book, Kent, uh, is mm -hmm. called A Storyteller's Guide to Joyful Service. And the subtitle is what's most important. The subtitle is Turning Your Misery into ministry. Ah. And what I found over the years, you know, uh, people who are raising money for autism mm -hmm. have an autistic child. Uh, the guy giving a homeless man a pair of boots on the bridge was homeless once himself. The woman uh, visiting a cancer patient in the hospital is a cancer survivor. The family who brings a, f a meal to another family at Christmas time is paying it forward because that happened to them. Mm. You know, whatever misery we're going through, if we allow God's grace to enter our lives, we can turn that misery into a mission. We can turn that misery into a ministry. The best alcohol counselors I know are recovering alcoholics. The best drug counselors I know are recovering drug addicts Great. they've been there done that you know you can't mm -hmm. pull the wool over their eyes they understand what you're going through because they've been there themselves and so i think it's really important when we talk about ministry and we talk about our lives and how we minister that oftentimes the worst things that happen to us become those things that we can minister to others about and the lord makes that happen if we're just open yeah. To his grace. Uh, I, I, yeah, thanks. That, I mean, that touches, you know, my heart too, just to hear that because there's so many things like doing this and, you know, go, I mean, we all have our heartaches of, you know, something that has happened to us. And if we can, you know, pay it forward in some kind of ministry work, it's such a, you know, uplifting part of what we're trying to do, because sometimes we have only that as our you know way of sh sharing and and sometimes the things that are you know like heartaches 
become a you know a, a, an uplifting part for someone else and, and I, I love that analogies that you were sharing um and just you know how everything you know with the you know alcoholism and and everything like that um for just uh, on a on a quick uh because tony and Nashi, uh, com, and I'll bring that up right now. I, I know you have three books, and I'll uh, bring up the uh, if you could just share. Like, I, I know you have sh- uh, sh- uh, we're sharing a couple of the books. Uh, if you wanted to, you know, go through each one of them, and, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick uh, analysis yeah. on each book, and yeah, uh, and, I'll, and I'll offer our viewers. Uh, the deal of a lifetime, something I've never done before. Uh, um, my first book is entitled A Storyteller's Guide to a Grace-Filled Life. You know, wouldn't we all like to have a grace-filled life, Kent? You know, uh, yeah. Mary was full of grace. Jesus was full of grace. And, you know, grace is uh, is something that, the, that there's an infinite supply of. All we have to do is ask for it, be open to it. And our Lord provides us grace. And so this book is filled with stories, just everyday life stories, uh, family stories, stories about the virtues, stories about the holidays and in our daily lives, stories about our prayer life and so forth. And so that's the first book. And then um, the third book, which I'll mention second, is A Storyteller's Guide to a Grace-Filled Life, Volume 2. This book started out, or actually it didn't start out, I had lost... Uh, over 50 stories that I just didn't know what happened to them. And about a year and a half, two years ago, I found them on a, on a hard drive that, uh, that uh, had been removed from a computer. And we were able to pull them together, and we were going to call the book The Lost Stories. But uh, we decided that since it really went along with the first book, we'd make it volume two of, of the first book. And then my second book is entitled The Storyteller's Guide to Joyful Service. Now, a lot of people can't get joy and happiness to get, you know, they're two different things, you know, happiness and joy are two different things. And so we want to talk about joyful service. You know, Kent, I'm happy when the Indians win and I'm sad when they lose and I'm happy when the Browns win and I'm sad when they lose. But joy is something that comes from our, our Lord. Joy is something that comes to us that that has nothing to do with the everyday happiness, unhappiness that we go through several times during the course of the day. Some of the most joyful people I have ever met have been on their deathbed. And they're joyful because they have they have gotten from the Lord the graces necessary. So joyful service is uh, what we talk about. You know, I was at a uh, I was at a dinner, a fundraising dinner, and Father Leo from uh, EWTN was cooking, and I was sitting at the table with uh, Dr. Ray Garendi, who does a show on EWTN called The Doctor Is In. Hmm. And Ray said to me, hey, Tony, how's that second book selling? And I said, not as good as the first, Ray. And he said, well, I can tell you why. Why is that? He says, because it's about serving others. And nobody wants to serve others. They want to be served. Think about it. You go to the self-help department at uh, Barnes and Noble, and there are hundreds of books on me, but only a handful about serving others. And so it's joyful service. And then that subtitle, Turning Misery into Ministry, that, that the Lord offers us that opportunity if we're open to it. And these are stories that uh, are on that subject, on the subject, Turning Misery into Ministry. Yeah. Now, uh, the books, uh, if you were to buy the books on uh, um, Amazon, they're 
uh, $12.99 each. And I usually bundle all three of them together. So if you go to my website that you were showing to our mm -hmm. viewers, Kent, uh, and uh, you go to the store and look at the bundle. The bundle is all three books in the store. And if you use the promo code FRIENDS, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, you'll get that bundle, all of three of those books, for $20. So we've got them discounted to $30, which is the best price we've ever had. We'll give you an additional $10 off, and we'll throw in free shipping if you uh, use the promo code FRIENDS. Now, uh, people ask me, well, how can you do that? Well, you know, back... Um, at the beginning of the year, Kent, I had about 10 talks booked, uh, women's conferences, men's conferences, church talks, and so forth. And we ordered all the books necessary to, uh, to sell during those talks. And as you know, COVID canceled mm -hmm. uh, all but the first two. I did a talk in Payson, Arizona uh, in February and one in Doylestown, Ohio, and everything else was canceled. So I have all of those books sitting here in my office that would have been sold during those uh, during those talks. And so we're going to just try to move some of them out. It's just some inventory out here while we have a chance. So it's a great deal. Yeah. Now, um, it, when it comes to my book sales, I, I should let people know that I make no profit from the sale of my books. If you look inside the covers of the sale of my books, all of the net proceeds, 100% of the net proceeds from the sale of my books gets donated to the charities, the ministries, the the uh, missions that uh, my wife Diane and I support. It just gives us an opportunity to be able to donate larger sums of money, uh, uh, you know, than we could normally afford to do based upon uh, the book sales. So I've had a great career, you know. Um, uh, I'm I'm at the end of a of a fantastic broadcast career that's been 54 years, and um, and I'm I'm thankful for that. So. Uh, with the monies I make from the book sales, we uh, we just pass along to many of the charities that we really that I discuss in the books are mm -hmm. the recipients uh, of that. So if somebody would like to buy the books, uh, use the promo code friends, get the bundle, all three for twenty dollars. That's a thirty six, thirty seven dollar value. Uh, you know, that's dollars. So it's terrific. Well, th yeah. Thanks, Tony, for that. And, you know, make sure to check that out. We'll get that in the show notes. Um, and. Really, on a, just a quick site, because doing this for um, almost ten years, and you know, you know, my thing was always, you know, sharing testimonies, uh, hearing, you know, when I did a couple retreats. As you know, someone that has been doing this for over 50 years and 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 having a, a a huge you know just having a you know hall of fame career uh, in radio and and just to you know spread the evangelize through that and using you know would there be anything and and anything that you would share to someone that is just starting out and to getting into this, you know, even 10 years after doing something, would you share? Because with this kind of ministry, with radio, you know, Catholic radio, with 
this you know new way of social media facebook youtube and all those others twitter and uh, instagram and all that to use different videos and all that i know you're doing five minutes uh, the storytellers that we could cover really quickly too because i know that's another part of uh, what you're doing with radio and you've been doing that for three year uh, three seasons um what would you sh- share to people that are just starting out this? I mean, because they have so many different ways of doing it now, would there be something that you would recommend, you know, well, do- the, you know, John Paul, the uh, second talked quite a bit about the new evangelization and that's what you and I are involved with. That's what uh, our friend uh, uh, Bill Snyder's involved with mm-hmm. and others is the new evangelization. And to be able to imagine, imagine the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Kent, if if Jesus had uh, television and radio and had yeah. Facebook and YouTube, uh, how many people could be reached? And imagine, you know, uh, the amount of people uh, that were converted, uh, you know, in in um, in Acts. Uh, that uh, imagine how many more, you know, oh, would be converted. Yeah. You know, uh, people think, you know, when Jesus does the Sermon on the Mount, he's not only preaching to people, but there are cows and chickens and everything else that are <laughs> mooing and clucking and so forth. Well, we have the opportunity to reach uh, a very large audience. You know, uh, when uh, people tune into the Fiat Ministry Network on YouTube, uh, they can tune in from anywhere in the world. And so you never know what souls you're touching. And I think a lot of people... Uh, that get into uh, ministry. Myself, you know, uh, I've always done it part-time, and um, I always say I have two jobs. I have my regular job and my God job, and this Mm. is uh, my God job. And when I retire here, you know, it'll become more of a full-time endeavor. But people that are in ministry, you know, lay people who are in ministry full-time, it's very difficult. I mean, there's, uh, for example, a lot of the uh, lay Catholic speakers that I know that I'm, I'm very familiar and friends with all had the same thing happen to them during the pandemic. All of the talks that they would have given, all of the income they would have given from talking and, and selling books and so forth was all cut off. So um, it's a very difficult, but you're, you're touching souls and you have a, a means of doing that. Now, you know, I'm in my, I'm, a, I'm 71 years old. So mm-hmm. You know, young people know a lot more about TikTok and Snapchat and all those kind of things. Most of the platforms that I I use four main platforms. Uh, I use Facebook and um, and Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Those four uh, are what I use. Mm-hmm. Facebook and uh, um, and Instagram are both Facebook products, and YouTube and Google are both you know both uh, Google products. And so those are the the big five that I use: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Twitter, uh, and um, the the um, uh, in terms of social media, and you know what what I found, and I think you and I discussed this when we first met. You know, many of my five minute with Tony uh, podcasts, which we call snackable podcasts, just little mm-hmm. snackable ones. They're less than five minutes, and we used yep. to do them. I used to do them on Sunday, and they would uh, appear in your uh, email box on Monday morning at six a.m. and they were short enough that you could listen to them, you know, before you went to work or listen to them on a break or whatever. But what we found is with, uh, with the ability to do video, uh, and you've been a master of that over the last 10 years, it really steps things up a bit. It makes it 
not only a, a, an experience where they can hear and so forth, but one that they can view as well. So we have people that listen to the five minutes with Tony audio podcast uh, while they're on their phone or, you know, while they're sitting uh, at breakfast or whatever. And then we have others who are viewing it um, um, on YouTube and uh, uh, on Facebook live and are finding it, uh, you know, fun to be able to, you know, make a connection uh, with me as, as, uh, we go through them. So, uh, my five minutes with Tony, uh, podcasts are available on my YouTube channel and hopefully we'll have them on Fiat here, uh, the Fiat ministry network shortly as well. And then I'm working on, uh, the radio and television show called, uh, the storytellers. The website is called the storytellers radio.com. And it uh, goes to all of the podcast platforms, Stitcher, uh, I, uh, iTunes, Google play, uh, all, all of the ones that you might find. So we, I always say I'm platform agnostic. I don't care where you watch it or hear it just as long as you watch it and hear it. So yeah, um, we get involved with, you know, with those things. And so that's really what the projects I'm working on now are the storytellers and five minutes with Tony. We're doing some talks hopefully soon here for, for the Fiat network. I know you guys are working on a program and then, um, I'm working on a new book called uh, To Have a Father, and it's uh, on the subject of fatherhood, which is also very near and dear to my heart. You know, I'm, I'm uh, working with a group called Steadfast Fathers, which is um, uh, a ministry of the Embrace Clinic and Care Center, which is the uh, pregnancy center here in Barberton, Ohio. And what Embrace has done is it is put together a male uh, ministry, a men's ministry. Hmm. Kent, a lot of times, if you go to a uh, a pregnancy center, a car will pull up and uh, a, a young man will drop his girlfriend off or wife uh, off, and she'll go in to receive services, whether it be pregnancy test or ultrasound or get cribs and diapers and car seats and so forth, some counseling. But most of the time, the guy would, you know, sit in the car listening to the radio, smoking a cigarette. And so uh, a couple of the guys decided, you know, why don't we go grab him and bring him in, talk to him about fatherhood, what it's like to be a father, the importance of fatherhood, the importance of having a male, uh, a strong male figure in a child's life. And they do that. And then we started classes for men that are either just coming out of prison or just coming out of uh, rehab who are estranged from their kids or who have court orders keeping them from their kids. And they really want to have a relationship with their children. So they go through these fatherhood course of, uh, over six weeks and, uh, and they get a diploma at the end that says they're working very hard to be a father. A lot of the courts will recognize that as an attempt on their part to, uh, to get back with their kids and see their kids because we know how important it is to have a male figure in, in kids' lives. So those are some of the things I'm, I'm working on and, and um, that keep me busy. But boy, we have the opportunity to do this. Look, this is uh, about my fifth or sixth Zoom call of the day, <laughs> and we're turning it into a TV show. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did a Storytellers today at 1 o'clock, um, and, uh, and then doing uh, the Fiat uh, Ministry Show tonight. So... This is a wonderful way to, you know, to be able to communicate and get the message of our Lord Jesus Christ out to people. Uh, and that, you know, in these times, we live in such difficult times with the polarization uh -huh. and everything that's happening. And uh, we are heading, uh, you know, as a country in, you know, the absolute wrong direction. And 
we really have lost the that that center that center in god and in jesus you know 51 percent, according to the barnacles mm. of people under the age of 30 when asked their religious affiliation say none none not protestant mm. not catholic not jewish not buddhist not hindu they say none and they don't have that they don't have anything to go to. They don't have that well to go to when things are tough that they can turn to our Lord, put it in his hands. And, and, uh, uh, and so our suicide rates are up. The rates of depression are up. Anxiety rates are up and so forth. And so what we, what we are doing as evangelists uh, is to try to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and to use whatever technology is available yep. to us. And Kent, you've been a, a great example of that. Of just you're you're a tech guy, so you embrace that technology. And mm -hmm. how can I use that technology to get the word out to as many people as possible? Yep. That that's really what the new evangelization mm -hmm. that John Paul II talked about is all about. And that's what that's what we're all involved with. That's what we're involved with. That new evangelization. That bringing people back to a sense of uh, of the love of Jesus Christ and of and of our and of our uh, of our God who um, who's there for us and it's just uh, it's fun to be a part of it it's really fun to be a part of it well tony thank you for that i mean that that was great ending and, and i really appreciate that um that you came on especially with all of the busy day that you had um and and tony i i just um if you don't mind a, a final prayer if you would like to share a no. final pr no no Absolutely. Okay. Be happy. Okay. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for Kent and the Fiat Ministry Network, for Patchwork Heart Ministries, and our good friend Bill Snyder. Thank you for the work that they're doing, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ to the world through YouTube and Facebook. And it's just so wonderful, dear Lord, that you brought us together so that we can work together in this movement of the new evangelization. I want to pray for the people I met earlier this evening at St. Vincent de Paul as our food pantry as we uh, passed out food to people in need, to, to a young couple that was there. He just got laid off, a wife and four kids, hmm. needs help with, uh, with some bills, and we were able to do that and get them some food to eat. It's just so wonderful that there are organizations like that that are based in our church, that are based in the belief that, that we uh, as Christians, we as Roman Catholics, have the ability to help others and to show our Lord our appreciation for all that we have, that gratitude that we're thankful for all that we have. You know, if we're not thankful for the things that we have, how then could we expect to be ever thankful for the things we want? Lord, thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you for this beautiful day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, In the name of the Father, Son, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Well, 
Tony, thank you again. Uh, make sure to go to TonyIgnacy.com. Go to the store. It's a great the bundle. Uh, again, it was friend or friends that friends, 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 friends. friends. In, uh, so make sure to do that. I mean, it, it's such a great bundle of just uh, of stories and just insight. And I just want to thank you, Tony for the you know the friendship that we've started and to do all the uh great you know the storytellers uh sharing that on the fiat ministry network and uh thank you again uh, again i i know we didn't mention but if you go to um patreon uh with patrick hart ministry uh i'll brought uh bring that up really quickly and uh if you go to patreon and um patrick hart ministry uh you can sign up for our patreon and there's different uh levels of signing up and uh, we have series that uh actually at the 25 dollar uh and we'll bring that up uh, uh discover your mission so there's it's kind of a library of great uh series of evangelization and uh last uh, month we did on creation with hugh owen uh just amazing uh man to share and so i, I just want to you know definitely check that out and again we'll be back uh next week uh we're we're getting into a transition i i just moved to my new house I, i'm getting the studio all ready to go uh we're almost there uh, i see a couple things i need to fix but um o overall we're really excited about uh getting more um shows um and you know doing as much evangelization on fiat ministry network uh thank you patrick hart ministry uh, uh bill snyder with everything that he's doing Tony, thank you. Thank you for your time tonight. Uh, and, My pleasure. And, and thank, I just want to thank everybody that's watching. Uh, we had a great, uh, you know, people watching, viewing, and uh, we'll have everything recorded and, and, and we'll have it on the uh, new website that I'm building right now. Uh, we're really excited about that. So until next week, uh, as we at Fiat Ministry uh, Network, encouraging all to say yes to Jesus Christ, have a great evening and God bless.